Stacey, Birdie, Minnie, Noble, Griffith Park. Are you recording? Uh-huh. <laughs> you ready for this? You ready for your big shot? Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so you want me to tell the story that I was about to tell you? Yeah. Okay. This is a story about how I was going through a really, really hard time. Um, and the universe kind of swooped in and just gave me all of these gifts. Um, so this was about 10 years ago and I was going through a really, probably like yes, the most devastating breakup that I had ever experienced. And the story is so complicated and funny and has so many different parts that it's hard to organize it in my head, but I'm gonna do my best because this is just an impromptu recording. I was about to tell Noble the story and then he was like, do you want to record this? Is this okay that I'm yeah, sharing this? It's, yeah, okay. you got the floor. So, okay, let me think about how I would begin this story. So, I had, this was at a point in my life where I had become kind of obsessed a little bit with um, the whole Yacht Rock movement, which, you know, is just like a group of artists from like the early 80s, like late 70s, early 80s, 80s, um, kind of like... Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins and Christopher Cross and just all those cool guys where it's like not really cool to like their music but it it is yeah. to me yeah and you know what I mean yeah yeah so um and I'd also become like I had just downloaded a bunch of like Jeffrey Osborne do you know who that is no he sings uh can you woo woo woo? Do you know that song? <laughs> no. It's from the eighties. It's really good. Um, so I just had like downloaded a bunch of this like silly music from my past, like from you know, the eighties. And um, oh, I hope they can hear my dogs breathing really loud. I think they probably can. It's yeah. gonna be so good. <laughs> um, so basically, I'm trying to remember, I was I was just having a really hard time, and for some reason. I had posted on Facebook when, like, you know, back in the day, you would just write nonsense on Facebook. Like, I know I would. I would just write things that were, like, totally irrelevant. And I wrote something about how I, like, loved Michael McDonald. And someone I went to high school with was, um, commented and was like, do you really like Michael McDonald? He's like, I'm, I work with his cousin. I can get you backstage passes, you know, anytime. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to remember how this happened. I, I ended up going to Michael McDonald's concert with his cousin and like just hearing all these cool stories about, you know, back in the day and like when this song was written and what this was about and it was cool. And then I got to meet Michael McDonald and, uh, and then after that show, we were at some like after party thing and I look up and I see see someone walk by and like my jaw dropped open because it was Kenny Loggins and so I looked at him and I was like oh 
and he looked back at me and saw me make that face and he went, oh, like he just made the face back at me. <laughs> and then I think we both started laughing. And then later that night, he came up to me because he realized that like I had some sort of reaction when I saw him and then like I got to meet him too. And then, um, I'm trying to remember how this happened. Then like a couple weeks later, I got to go to Pee Wee Herman's live show and meet him at the end of the show. Like, it was like, I just kept meeting all these people that I loved. And then the fourth one was when I, this was like a week later, um, it was my birthday and Jeffrey Osborne was playing um, at a place in Rhode Island where I used to work and I was in Rhode Island. And so I went to his show and my sister made me a shirt that said, I can woo woo woo. And so he started like singing the song He's on stage and he's singing the song and then he comes down off the stage in the middle of the song. He's like, now I'm just looking for someone who can woo, woo, woo. And like I'm wearing a shirt that says I can woo, woo, woo. So we like rushed the stage and me and my sister like woo, woo, woo with Jeffrey Osborne. We like sang the song with him and it sounded atrocious. It was hilarious. Everybody was just laughing like crazy. So I was like super, super sad. But then all like all these crazy things started happening. Like four in a row like I met like four of my idols within like a month and so I think I posted on Facebook um something about like like magic being real and like the law of attraction and just like oh my god like I just met four of my idols like this is crazy and then I wrote Stevie Wonder and Christopher Cross watch out I'm coming after you and within a month I had met both of them it was the most insane thing that ever happened to me. The first thing that happened was that, um, whoa, what is that, a crow? Yeah. We just saw a large crow. We're in Griffith Park, by the way. Oh my goodness, there's crows everywhere. Yeah, there are. Crows. There's <laughs> crows <laughs> flying around. Um, where else am I with this story? Oh, so I was at work. And I was waiting on these, like, kind of middle-aged, you know, three three people, two guys and a girl. And at the end of the dinner, one of the guys gave me his card, and I ran it. And I just happened to, like, look down at it, and it said Christopher Cross. And I was like, hmm, did I just wait on Christopher Cross and not even know it? Because I don't really know what he looks like. Yeah. I just love his music, you know. And when I looked at him, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like that's probably him. And so when I gave him his card back, I said, you know, I'm... I don't mean to be weird, I just, I happened to look at your card. Are you Christopher Cross, the musician? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I love your music. And then he just started laughing at me, and he was like, you're not old enough to love my music. He's like, what, did you have a Christopher Cross mobile above your crib? And I was like, no, I, I grew up listening to music, I love it. And then we started talking about how I had just met Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins, and he was like, oh, I'm going to Michael's show if you want to come with me. And I was like, what? The last crazy thing that happened, which was probably the highlight, it sounds so silly to say the highlight of my life because I've had a lot of highlights, but this is definitely one of them. Um, and this is the same month, like, I was at work, 
and was working in a restaurant in West Hollywood where it's normal for, like, you know, lots of... Oh, yeah, that's not helpful. I'm playing and making noise. I'm sorry. Um, so I figured it doesn't matter. We have, like, dogs going... Hey, 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 like, crows. Like, hey, meanie. Um, so I was at work working in a restaurant where it's just normal for celebrities to come in. You know, nobody makes a big deal out of it. Um... But it was, this, like, on a certain night, it, it was just this really crazy moment that had never happened before in, in this restaurant where, like, the door opened, somebody walked in, and the whole restaurant went silent. <laughs> Everyone's head, like, was, like, cocked towards the door, and everyone was staring, like, flat-out staring, which is not something that would be appropriate at all, yeah, yeah. you know? And I look over, and I see Stevie Wonder with, like, two bodyguards and, like, two women... One was his wife, one was someone else, and every, the whole restaurant's just staring. And at this point, I didn't even make the connection that I had said, like, I want to meet him. Like, it was just right. such a shock, yeah. you know, because it had never happened before. Like, really, nobody of that caliber, I feel like, had there ever There is nobody in. of that Ex- caliber. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. which is why it was like, well, what is happening right yeah. now? And everyone was just blatantly staring because they could, because he couldn't see them so it wasn't inappropriate you know where like in any other of course because every it just went silent so basically like he sits down and you know has his dinner I'm not his server but they stayed and hung out for so long that their server went home and I ended up like inheriting the table and they didn't need anything at that point so I was just kind of like milling around like just making sure that they were fine and at some at a certain point um Stevie got up and went into the restroom and I don't really know what came over me, but I just, like, said to the bodyguard, like, I don't want to say anything, but, like, I love him so much. Like, I, like, just please tell him that after you go, like, if you, if you will, whatever. And so when he came back from the restroom, the bodyguard, like, took, took me, took me by the hand and was like, come here. And he was like, and went up to Stevie and was like, this, this girl's been helping us and she just wanted to say hello. And he like reached out his hand and was like, hi, what's your name? I was like, Stacy. And he's like, I'm Stevie. And he shook my hand. And I was like, hi. And I said, I was like, I love um, your new album. I love this certain song on it. It's called Positivity. And he just started singing it to me. Oh my God. And I was like, what is happening? Stevie Wonder is serenading me. Like, this is, this is real life. Like, so I just was like in complete shock. And I didn't even realize till after that I had said those two specific right. people right. that I, you know, wanted to meet them. And then it happened within literally a month. The month after I said that, I had met them both. And gone on on a date with like you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like, and the other one's singing to me and I'm like, what is this life like? What is going on? Um, and so that is the story that I wanted to share. Oh, I love that so much. It's just ridiculous. We, we came to Griffith Park <laughs> sort of jokingly to go to look for celebrities. Yes. And we thought we saw. I thought that a dude in the parking lot with his kids was Mark Wahlberg, but I don't think it was. And then. Um, but literally, there's no one in the world I think I'd rather meet than Stevie Wonder. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Oh. I was just saying, to, uh, like, yeah, there's, I've never seen him play live, and I don't think I would like to see anyone else anymore. He's just my favorite human being. Yeah. And I've never, I've, I've like, 
both heard a lot of, like, um, you know, sort of people on podcasts or something tell about having run into him, you know, famous people or whatever, whatever. And I've just never heard anyone say anything other than him being, like, so awesome, you know, and just, like, such a gracious and patient and lovely being, which, which is just so wonderful. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It just reminded me that, like, this is such a trip, you know? Like, anything could happen yeah. at any minute. And, and how everything, like, tends to balance out, too, you know? Like, especially, like, I don't know. It was just really bizarre how I was just so, so sad. And then the universe was like, and here's Michael McDonald, Kenny Lug, Healy <laughs> <laughs> Herman, well, Jeffrey Kessler, yeah. Christopher Cross, and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you feel better? Well, it reminds yeah. me, too, of what you were just talking about. I mean, you're going through a lot of stuff right now, mm-hmm. even today. And, you know, you're talking about getting that apartment that, like, yeah. absolutely does not, like, right. it's not a thing exactly. in L.A. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get a one-bedroom apartment for $650. It's <laughs> like a joke. Unreal. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like when people think, you know, something's not possible, It's that's just a joke. Like, anything's possible. Yeah. You, you just have to, like, trust that it is. And it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Would you would you be um, open to talking about your, your health troubles that you related to me about? Yeah. Um, and um, we can... Um, we can nix anything that you don't want to have recorded, but I thought that there's a lot of... I was really touched by when you reached out to me about stuff that I'm dealing with and telling me what your journey has been like. Um, and I thought that might be of value for people. Absolutely, yeah. Um, to be completely honest, I, I, I don't love talking about it because I, I feel like I just don't want to perpetuate it. You know, like, the more I think about it and think of myself as a person who has, like, health issues, the more I feel like I'm solidifying the fact that I have them. But I'm really happy to talk about it regardless. You know what I mean? I, I totally know what you mean. You know? My, my, and, of course, you always get to say no. Um, so many mosquitoes around us. Huh? My sense is that because um, a lot of people are living with a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but you are so eloquent... And uh, have such perspective about it that yeah. any time that we share that kind of thing, I think it has the potential to be a, a big gift. Um, even though it is, I totally hear you at the same time. It's like identifying as a certain way right. can have a certain, I don't know, it's almost like feeding it. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. But I'm, I, I love the idea of, you know, being able to help anybody that's going through it because I do feel like, in some ways, I'm kind of I've kind of reached a hump, and I'm on the other side of it, where like it doesn't rule my life. Yeah. You know, and enough magical things have happened to support me that I feel like it can only get better from here, and it doesn't like define me. So yeah, do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to? Sure. Sure. I mean, I guess while we're here. It's do you mind if I here. give these little bitches some water? Of course right not. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of annoying. <laughs> no, I'm gonna so give them a little bit of water. Hold on, can you wait a sec? Can you guys just back off? You need to. Okay. <laughs> you need to just. <laughs> it has wait. to be poured first. Yeah, I'm not letting you lick right. the bottle because we're drinking out of the bottle we as well. Okay. 
And they're gonna fight for it. Does everyone enjoy the sound of that? Perhaps we should put the phone right near the lake. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. I will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> for people like me, I will not do okay, that. Okay, you don't like that. Okay, checking. There you go, guys. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, is there somewhere you'd like me to start as far as, like, explaining my health? I don't know. what Where would it make sense for you to start? Well, I mean, I guess I could just explain, like, what it is that I have dealt with, maybe. So people know. Is there something in particular that you wanted me to? Well, I just remember. I mean, what really stuck with me too is, is, fi- is the journey of figuring out what was going on with you, mm. and because oh, yeah. I think that's like something that a lot of people, yeah, struggle with. It's like especially right now. There's a lot of mysterious illness around, and it's like right. figuring out what's going on is really a doozy. Yeah, can be. Okay, so I guess I would have to start, I'll try not to make this too long, um, but I started not really feeling, it, it was just so strange, because at a certain point, when I was about eight or nine, I started to just not feel well. I didn't feel like normal anymore, I didn't feel like myself, like, and it was really hard to pinpoint like what it was, I just knew that I just felt weird. I felt off and I didn't feel like just, you know, when you're young and you just feel healthy and you can do anything and you're just like in a good, you know, space. And that just started to just kind of, it just ended. Like I stopped feeling well when I was about eight or nine. And, um, and from there it just kind of got worse and worse, um, to the point where by the time I was 14, I was severely depressed, exhausted all the time, um, suicidal, and, like, really couldn't figure out why. Because nothing really terrible had happened to me to make me feel that way. But I was just in a really, really bad way at a pretty young age. And, um... They, you know, they diagnosed me with depression, and they, and I was put on, you know, antidepressants. Um, but the worst, the worst symptom, though, at that time was that I couldn't focus on anything. Like, I had previously been very, very sharp and bright, and was, like, when I was in elementary school, I was, like, in the gifted program. Like, I was always, like, top of, you know, my class, and then, um it just kind of left me. Like I lost my ability to focus and I just felt like crying all the time and was exhausted and just like couldn't even handle anything. Um, so I guess, I'm trying to remember, it was just really weird. It ended up being like, by the time I was like, you know, in my teens, like later teens, like I couldn't watch movies, I couldn't hear or focus, like, my hearing was weird, like, I couldn't, if someone was on the phone with me, like, I, I couldn't understand, I couldn't hear them, but I also couldn't understand, like, I would lose my train of thought really quickly, it was like my brain didn't work anymore, like, people would say things to me and I just wouldn't be able to understand what they were saying, 
and it, or if I didn't say my response like right away, almost interrupting them, I would lose what I was going to say or even what they said. Like I just had no brain left. It was really bizarre. And my brain wasn't working to the point where like I didn't even realize like that I need to look into what's wrong with me because I just didn't even have a brain enough to do it. Um, but at a certain point, I'm trying to remember what happened. I moved to California by myself, sick, but just feeling like my intuition was like, you, you just need to go, you know? And so I moved to California and I ended up, um, I was very poor. So I was living, I rented out, someone was renting out their living room and like the couch in their living room on Craigslist for like 300 a month. And so I, I was living with this guy in Hollywood. Hello. <laughs> and um, he happened, this guy just happened to have, happened to have the universe like doing something for me again, you know, a book in his living room that was called Cleanse and Purify Thyself. And um, there was one line in this book about how um, mercury from silver amalgam fillings can cause all types of illnesses, including like depression and like MS and like just tons of stuff. And when I read that, <laughs> hi. goodness you're bigger than my chihuahua <laughs> Minnie, gonna get eaten. um there's one line in this book about how mercury can cause like like depression and blah 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 Hi. it was way more than depression than what i have my brain is failing me now but i have a whole list of all the symptoms yeah. i have which i know i sent to you that i was like it's just insane how many things were going on um and when i googled all the symptoms, and, and this is after, actually, this is after a decade of trying to figure out with everything that I had, like, what is wrong with me? And I, no doctors were able to figure it out, and I went through, like, like a decade of going to different people, like, like to the point where I spent, like, thousands of dollars on getting hypnotized, because I was like, what is this? Like, what is going on? Like, I, you know, and so... When I googled all the symptoms of mercury poisoning, it was literally an entire list of all the weird things that had been wrong with me, like, my whole life, with no explanation. Like, as in, like, I didn't dream for 20 years. Like, that's weird. Like, that's not normal. Like, I cannot wake up in the morning. I feel extremely ill all day long. Like, all of these, like, weird symptoms that, like, oh, normal people don't have that. They don't feel nauseous all day long and, like, exhausted and start to feel a little better at night. Like all of these just bizarre things that are not normal. Let's make some more noise, Birdie. Um, so anyway, um, also I'm happy to detail all of the symptoms and stuff if anybody like is wondering, cause I just cannot even think of them right now cause I ate some chocolate. Um, anyway, where was I? So I realized like, I had a mouthful of silver fillings. I had like between 15 and 20 because I had a lot of cavities and coincidentally like got my first filling at the age of eight and basically like my health just started to deteriorate. Oh, my, my eyesight went almost immediately. Like after I started getting the fillings, I went like blind, like almost, not really. I can see, but like my vision is like 2650 or something. Like it's really not yeah. good. 
but it was really bad at a very young age. I became very quickly, lost my eyesight. Um, and, and so anyway, I realized I have mercury poisoning from my fillings. Um, and I have it pretty severely because I'm small and I have a lot of fillings. And so I had them all taken out and replaced with porcelain and gold. So I'm pretty gangster right now. I have all these gold teeth, see? Yeah. I like them. <laughs> they make me happy. Um, but so what happened was it was almost immediate that I felt like a surge of energy come through me. And I scrubbed the bathtub. Right after I had them taken out, I scrubbed the bathtub, and I'd never done that in my life. I was like 27 when I had them removed, and I had never scrubbed a bathtub in my life because I was always too tired. And like I went home, and I was like, Rah! like I had so much energy, and so I knew I was like, oh man, like there's some major release happening here because this is not something that I would ever be able to do. And then I could hear again. It was bizarre. Like I, because previously at work, I would like be on the phone and taking someone's phone number and could barely even comprehend what they were saying or like record it fast enough and, or hear them and everything was clearer and I could understand things better, which was amazing. Um, so I knew that it had made a difference having them taken out. But um, apparently like when you have silver fillings, it basically like, it leaches out of the fillings and lodges itself in your brain and your organs, and then it's just really hard to get it out. Um, so I didn't, you know, get completely better. I had, it's just been a, a real roller coaster since then of still having symptoms and then in some ways like getting worse when I tried to go through the the chelation like to try to get the mercury out like it makes me sicker mm. you know it's just kind of I don't know like it doesn't really have like in one way it doesn't have a happy ending but in another way it kind of it does because I'm kind of just becoming okay with however I am and accepting myself for where I'm at and um just doing my best you know um but right now I'm kind of on hold with the the mercury like the chelation treatments because I find that they they incapacitate me like I can't really function um yeah. so I I'm just kind of practicing just accepting where I am and just being thankful to be able to still do the things that I can do and to be able to give what I can give you know instead of like needing myself to be perfect like I kind of can't eat any like I'm very like sensitive to all like most foods and all that like I have a lot of weird stuff still going on but um, in comparison with, you know, a lot of other people, like, I can do so much, you know, um, and I'm very, very, very blessed, and anytime I need anything, something fucking magical happens, <laughs> so it's hard for me to, you know, feel bad about anything, or like I'm not taken care of, because I know that everything is going to be okay, it already is, you know, um, what, what did you want to... Did you want to ask me about something about it? Because I kind of don't remember what... No, I think I just wanted saying. to hear that. I wanted to hear it from your mouth. You wrote a really... Um, what I would judge to be a very eloquent piece about it. Um, it doesn't you, come out as you, eloquently, that's no, for I sure. Don't, I don't <laughs> agree with that, but... Um, yeah, no, I, like, I, I'm really struck by, like... I guess my, my, my sense is that you have a very... Um, 
Like, you know how much energy you have sort of allocated to you for a day, and mm-hmm. you know how to use that, um, and what you can use it for, and you, and that seems like you, like my, in, in having talked with you previously and, and through that, like, it seems like you have a really good sense of what you need to do in order to take care of yourself to be at a functional level. Yes. That's one thing I've gotten way better at. Yeah. And also, like, not judging myself, you know, for not being able to do the things that other people can do. Because what's the point of that, you know? Like, I can still do things. And, yeah, managing it is, like, the tricky part. And I know you probably, you know, I know you struggle with that too probably. Or just have to, like, pay attention to what you're the energy you're giving out and expending and just being smart about it and not like letting yourself get too burnt out like and taking the time to do what you need you know give yourself what you need like when you need it instead of pushing yourself and crashing yeah because when you have health stuff you can't you can't push it or your body will just be like hmm yeah, you think so? Like, yeah. Is that what we're doing? Because yeah. we're going to make it so much worse for you. We're going to give yeah. you, like, I will get, like, cold sores. Like, that's how I know that my body is like, oh, fuck you. Okay, like, we're going to slow you down, make you look real ugly. You know, we're going to ruin your life so you can't, like, leave the house. I mean, cold sores, like, yeah. they just, you. I don't know. When I get them, I can just feel how run down my body is and how, like, it's just, like, not happy and forcing me to just, like relax so I like being on top of that so that it doesn't get to that point you know I mean there's lots of different things that can happen like I get all different types of symptoms and sicknesses but that's just an example but yeah it's I think a big part of it is listening to yourself and paying attention and being there you know and not like running from what your body's trying to tell you just always listening to it the way you would want to listen to a child you know you'd want to be present and you'd want to respect what you know that child or yourself needs I mean it's the same thing you know you love yourself as much as you would love a child you know what I mean like you are your own child you have to like be you know what I mean like I know what you mean I think it's one of the hardest things for most of us yeah like you step outside yourself I ask people that a lot, like, when they're really struggling with self-worth, and myself, of course, included, um, and the, and self-talk and criticism, be like, okay, well, if you stepped outside yourself right now, and you looked at yourself as a child, how would you treat that child? It's like, oh, shit, yeah, not like I am. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to remember that sometimes, especially when you're already kind of in the thick of it, but, yeah. Yeah, having that, like, fostering that compassion for yourself is probably the biggest thing you know like it's so easy to just be so hard on yourself and so harsh and so judgmental but when you can kind of step back and just be able to be understanding to yourself and give yourself what you need then everything changes like when you're actually willing to do whatever it takes to take care of yourself first, then I feel like you have the ability to 
care for others in a real way. Mm-hmm. But if you are not taking care of yourself, you really have nothing to give to others because it's like flowing from an empty cup, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I've been selfish in the most wonderful way. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense to me, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like I'm, I'm able to give more now that I make myself the priority yeah. Which sounds selfish, but no, I mean, it's that's like, the only way. Because yeah. otherwise, I'd just be making a mess. Making a mess of everything, which is what I feel like, you know, a lot of people forget that they have to pay attention to their, themselves first. Um, it, sounds, it sounds selfish, but I just, I just believe in it because I feel like I... I don't know. Well, it's like the... You know, the airplane oxygen masks, you know. Yes. And, the, and yes. any, like, medical training, you know, it's always... You it's always first. you take care of yourself first because right. otherwise you compromise yourself and you, or you, you might not still be able to be there in 10 minutes to be able to keep continue helping the person or whatever right. else exactly so yeah ding 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 ding, ding. cool well thank you so much Stacy. oh you're so welcome I'm happy to have shared thank I'm happy you to good idea I've been able to do this with you such a such a blessing. Been on the train for like four days. Oh my god! Now we're up in the up in, in the, the hills. Up in the hills. Yeah. With the crows. With the crows. And the loud breathing animals. Mm-hmm. Thank you for recording that story. Yeah. Dears, this is your pal Noble coming to you from sunny Oceanside, California. And I wanted to do the intro after the uh, conversation this week because uh, I wanted to. And was uh, recently able to travel across the country uh, by train mostly, uh, all the way from Vermont down to, uh, to LA and then San Diego. And I work as a life slash dreams slash play etc coach um, as in addition to doing the podcast one of the other things I do and I'm in a an online school program for that and uh, through that program there are a few in in person retreat type things uh, and this this time it was in San Diego and I was feeling just well enough to be able to travel. Uh, and and be there in in the capacity that I could, which was a real blessing. And along the way, uh, I was able to see some friends in Chicago, including my buddy Adam, who I recorded the song for this week's episode with, which is a cover of uh, a Neil Young song called Unknown Legend, which kind of reminds me of Stacy. Uh, Stacy Fratelli is our guest today, who who I got to sit and talk with and meet in L.A. And I had never met Stacy in person. I got connected with her through the school program and was immediately drawn to her by her incredible singing voice, which I, you know, maybe will be able to share at another time with you guys. And uh, it was such a, a, a pleasure. We've both been dealing with health stuff, and she has a lot of other stuff going on as well, which which prevented her from being able to be uh, in San Diego with us and, and just to be able to spend a few hours and we went for a hike together and all that was just so wonderful and everything sitting down to edit the podcast today realizing that everything she was talking about was so so 
directly entwined with what what we've been working with as a group through this this process for the last week, and and I'm really excited to be able to share it with you all. Yeah, and I and I also just wanted to mention that usually when we do the recordings, I use a f- it, it requires a fair amount of equipment. It's not a lot, but this time I didn't I didn't want to. It's also kind of heavy, and I didn't want to have to to carry it because I can't walk with heavy stuff for very long distances right now. And so I came with a pretty bare bones uh, setup. And this one was recorded just on an iPhone, which it, it, it's great to have the equipment and everything, but it's just to show, I mean, it sounds pretty good to me and that it doesn't require a whole bunch of fancy stuff in order to do something like this, which I, I just, it's kind of cool. It's, it's really cool, actually, I think. And yeah, and so I'll just, I'll put links to the uh, Stevie Wonder song, which is just a beautiful ode to optimism. And I've just been reflecting on that a lot these days. That like being cynical is so easy, and there's plenty of evidence if you want to make an argument for everything being crappy or that and this. And I mean, it's not hard at all. You know, I have a friend that just died of cancer the other day, who is a beautiful person and it's you know things don't make sense sometimes in the way that we want them to uh, and I'm finding myself in the world just being so much more encouraged to that my life feels better if I'm in a space of optimism in a space of uh, wonder and trying to re- remain you know retain that thread of joy throughout uh, it's just such a, a there's so much beauty I mean, you could spend your whole life trying to gain evidence. It's like it's like in that movie Stranger Than Fiction where he has this little notepad and he's trying to figure out if the story he's living is a comedy or a tragedy and he's making little tick tally marks. Uh, and it's like you could do that uh, and that's fine. I, You know, anyone can do whatever the heck they want. But for me, having a... Uh, Having a space like this that is somewhat, it's, I mean, there's certainly space for hard things to talk about and stuff like that, but also just really celebrating um, the beauty in the world and, and the, the things that we're all doing in our own little and big ways uh, to, to contribute to that. And it's a, it's a real honor to be, able to, to be able to do that. And to invite you all in to, to share your stories and your... your uh, endeavors creative endeavors and songs and all that kind of stuff just a real blast so so just a, a continue continual gratitude um always open to you sending in your things uh, the email nobledreamspod at gmail.com the instagram is at noahdays noble nights and yeah thank you so much for being here and i can you know look forward to continuing to hear from you and I have a lot of stuff recorded right now. Had to take a little break just for health uh, purposes, and then travel and and being in this this intensive experience last week, and have some more space now and capacity to do some editing and get back on board. And I have a lot of really great stuff recorded and ready to get into the editing and share with you soon. So uh, stay tuned. Love you all. Oh, and a couple more things. One, please keep telling your friends, enemies, coworkers, etc., uh, about the podcast. The more people that we have here, 
the more opportunity there is for hearing different people's stories and, 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 and enjoying and celebrating their contributions. And that the more our stories reach them and we just, you know, we never know what those stories are going to do for people. And that's, that's the beauty of this whole thing. And the other thing is the tip jar, which is a feature in the show notes, which allows you, if you so desire, to give financially to the podcast. And I am so eternally grateful for all the people who have contributed in that way so far. Uh, it really allows me to have a little bit more time and space in order to create this thing, which does require quite a bit of time and love. And it's it's time and love that I'm happy to, to give for sure. And, you know, I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about this, like, I so so get inspired when people that I know and love are stepping into something that they have fear around doing but that they know in their deepest selves is like what's what's something that's really important to them and something that they can only create and a gift that they only as a specific being can bring into the world and that's the kind of thing that I get so excited about supporting in whatever kind of way I can whether it's uh, giving them a voice here on this show or giving them money or just support through my own coaching work or whatever else it is. And so that's really what this is for me. I, I, it took a lot for me to get out of my own way and make this, this space exist. And I love doing it so very much. And I feel connected to it. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful that, that people are supporting it in the ways that they are. And it, it really, somebody listening might have a lot of money in this, what, what is, a really small gift in your pile of coins might be a really big one for me. I, I don't. I'm not used to at this point dealing with large numbers in my life, and I'm and I'm open to that. <laughs> but I'm also just and you may have a, a very much smaller amount of money, and that's and you know five dollars covers, for instance, the the podcast hosting and I love the I love the service that I use I they've been nothing but wonderful and it's just one little thing that you know a, a small donation can make a really big difference and allows me to have more time and space to give the gifts and to invite other people in and all of that is just so enlivening for me and and has been for other people involved so wanted to talk about that a little bit and I hope you enjoy the song. Moving, so she did too. 
on a desert highway She rides a Harley Davidson Her long blonde hair flying in the wind She's been running half her life The chrome and steel she rides Colliding with the very air she breathes The air she